Not a dipper, I take uh, it. No, I don't. <laughs> no, no, I'm a dipper. No, I just, uh, Chocolate and peanut butter, though, that's very, that's a pretty tough combination to resist. Yeah. See, I'm more of just straight up like sugar, like a comfort <laughs> eater. Like, just out of the bag? I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> I do that as a kid all the yes, time. Yes, like a teaspoonful of sugar. Oh, yeah. My brother was always doing that. Yeah, like a Mike and Ike or something like that, though, just you can put those away pretty fast. But, uh, no, I just yep. always remember breakfast as a kid with my siblings. And my mom, bless her heart, she would buy grape nuts or some of these other gross healthiest cereals. Yeah. But, so we would take a bag of, you know, pure white sugar and dump it on, it, baby. And dump it on there. But my brother was to an extreme. Like when he was done with his bowl of cereal, there was still like a mound of sugar. Oh, yeah. There. She had to drink the sugar with the sugar milk. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, my grandpa always ate. Did you remember the shredded wheat came in the big cubes? Like not the now they have the frosted yeah. mini shredded wheat. Right. It used to be this giant oh, yeah. brick. Of you had to break wheat. them down, basically. Yeah, you had to break it up. But he ate that every morning for breakfast with half and half. <laughs> so, no, I yeah. love that, dude. Yeah. Every once in a while, I will get some half and half to have with some granola or some other oh, cereal. But it's so sweet. Because my grandma half half would do. So I know. Great. It's so thick. I'd love it. Yeah. And then so you put half and half and then a few tablespoons of sugar. And then, yeah, you're you're lit. It's right. You're ready to go. You got <laughs> fat. You got sugar. Yeah. You're, everything's right it's there. So a lethal combo. The sugar with the. Have you seen Fat. Have you seen the Office uh, episode where Pam? You know you've watched the Office. Oh yeah. Pam's in the back seat. Michael's up front, and he's drinking his. He says, you know, she wants to drink of his coffee, and he says, and she asks, you know, is it does it is this coffee? And he says, yeah. He says cream and sugar, and so she says, <laughs> oh great. So she drinks it. And it's literally and it's just, just cream, cream and sugar. sugar. <laughs> just milk and sugar is all that it is. No coffee whatsoever. Right. Uh, that's kind of, yeah, I can, I can feel that a little bit. But anyway, welcome to Junto Club. Uh, this is, uh, my name is Darren Dolacek here with my partner in radio, Chris Duster. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> uh, just hanging out, discussing all the important things of life. Yeah. And, uh, such as comfort foods. Yeah. <laughs> Cereal. Sugar wa- Sugar milk. And so uh, I think I'm going to go have some this morning now. <laughs> now you've now you've got your sugar uh, appetite built up. Everyone's going to be stopping the episode to just go listen to go eat some cereal at this point. Uh, last week, we had a, a fun episode talking about uh, Chris's sort of storyline. And so uh, we're back at it this week. Um, and that's all I have. <laughs> I don't know what to talk about this week. I, I do want to make sure. Before I forget, little self-promotion maybe, but more our gym family, our TYL gym family in Creston, Iowa, is doing the Four Sharps Memorial Wad tomorrow, all class times. So come on out, all five to six of our fans. Five to six, It's yeah. a free community six. event. Four to six is it, yeah, we're in the four to six realm. <laughs> the floor is four, so yeah. <laughs> All class six. times at TYL tomorrow will be doing this Four Sharps Memorial Wad, which, of course, is in memory of the Sharps family, four of them 
lost their life in 2018. The mother, Amy Sharp, was a member at TYL for a while, and then right. Sterling, the son, came to the youth fitness classes at TYL for a while also. Yeah. And then Naomi is a sister-in-law. She's married to Kevin Sharp was the husband right. that died, and she's married to his brother, right. Curtis Sharp. But anyway, yeah, come on out. It's a free community event tomorrow, Friday, April 2nd. At the gym. At the gym. Yep. All class times. It's on our Facebook and Instagram. But I'll see you there, Darren. <laughs> okay. It's all your favorite movements. Double unders. Double unders. Wall yeah. balls. Yeah. Burpees. Uh-huh. Power cleans. Wow. Do you like any of those? <laughs> Power cleans are fun. Okay. That's what everybody says. There's seven of those <laughs> at the end. and yeah, yeah, That's well, the part that people usually 38 like. wall balls does not sound like a good time, so... That's you a, can do it partner rod style. Oh, there you go. If you come to TYL to do this tomorrow, Darren, I will do it partner rod style with you. Which is where There's you do offer. all three movements and I do the seven power <laughs> Sure. <cleans. laughs> Something like that. You yeah. got to do at least one of the other ones. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> you got to work tomorrow? Uh, yeah, I've got, I've got plenty to do tomorrow. So. Oh, <laughs> I don't know about that answer. <laughs> I've got plenty to do tomorrow. <laughs> well, Noon class. Yeah. I'll take you out to eat afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for the offer, yeah. Chris. <laughs> Appreciate that. Talk about putting you on the spot. Appreciate that. Yeah. All right. No well, one wants to hear what I have we'll to do. We'll move tomorrow. on. I can. We can tell. I'm sure Darren has many more excuses if we want it. Yeah. I, that's right. I do. It was last minute, so I'll give you that. I'm sure you do have things planned for tomorrow that. I certainly do, Chris. Yep. Uh <laughs> no, I wanted to put you on the spot in a different way. Okay. People heard enough of my story last week. I want to hear your story. Oh, gosh. What's the, you called it, did you call it a signpost last week? Or Well, he we talked about signposts like along a, the way, kind of, kind of your own story. And yeah. changing moments or defining moments or something that right. shaped your kind of life mission, yeah. so to speak. I know you definitely help a lot of people. Yeah, Through. in the I'm trying to think of boy in the time that we have, what can, what are the signposts that I could bring up? Um, sure, uh, my I don't have the uh, sexy story of radical like uh, drug <laughs> induced living uh, that Chris has, but. He and I have had the discussion that if uh, you could see me back then, I don't think sexy. Would be <laughs> the term you well, as use. far as like recovery stories and stuff like that, like it has a little more like, wow, from rags to riches. Whereas, um, you know, I probably fit more the mold of my problems were less uh, obvious. You know, as far as you can look at someone and diagnose, they have a lot of problems on the surface because their life's falling apart. Right. Um, you know, raised the Midwest boy and, you know, church going. Uh, and tried to be, for the most part, since about junior high. My elementary was not great. Uh, mm-hmm. Actually, one of my big, big moments of change in just my behavior with my teachers was uh, my my mom went to a teacher conference, and the teacher put her in tears 
oh over my behavior God. in seventh grade or whatever. Darren. I, yeah. So what um, were you doing? Oh, Come on, please share. On, living on the wild side. <laughs> Nothing. I think this teacher was just mean. You were but, kind uh, of. A, oh, okay. <laughs> but anyway. So you don't want to own any of your behavior. Yeah, you, was good. Were you like a class clown type at the time? Uh, or what did you do? No, there was too many funnier guys for me to be the class clown. But yeah. just kind of the way he got attention was just by, you know, smarting off and, you know. Sure. I don't, you know, I can't remember the whole scenario. I didn't like the teacher. She didn't like me. Right. Whatever. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, signposts along the way. Obviously, as a Christian pastor, um, I, I met a girl and, well, I'd known her since second grade. But, I mean, I decided my, my now current wife, we started dating. And I was forced as part of our dating um uh, requirements to attend church with her oh and so i'd always gone to the methodist church but ended up going to the baptist church and uh -huh. um you know christianity has a conversion uh reality in your life story of where you come to a point in your life where you realize uh god is holy and you are not <laughs> you are a sinner and because of god and his perfections and his gifts to us we've rebelled against it we are deserving of wrath and so there's a there's a realization that happens that um, I need rescue from my own sin, and and so I resonate with what, that. What you then have in the gospel message <clears throat> is that what God has done is He has sent His Son to take upon Himself your sin, so that by looking to Him, trusting in Him, the the wrath that you deserve is put upon Christ, and you are forgiven. Uh, and by God's grace through his mercy. So in my but sophomore so year. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. So yeah. I mean, in my sophomore year, I kind of that story hits me in a, in a new way. Uh, um, you know, it, and I'm not sure if I never heard it before or if um, probably more likely God just kind of gave me ears to hear it at that mm -hmm. point. Sure. And um, I realized that story is for me. Uh, and, and that's and so I'm converted is what you would kind of say or whatever. Sure. I get saved is kind of the common vernacular sophomore year. Um, yeah. But that... Uh, so at that point, do you think you kind of realized that you wanted to devote more of your life or even maybe work in that realm? I mean, because now you're right. a pastor. Yeah, I think there always was in my life a call <laughs> to, um, to ministry at some level. Um, you know, I... There's a there's a way you, in which you could say, um, and I think you kind of have the same mentality that everyone really, when you're when you're brought into the Christian family, everyone has a, a role in the the in the body of Christ, and so there's a sense in which every every Christian is in ministry at some level of helping their fellow brother in sure. in their in their walk with God, and so there's a sense in which um, that isn't real special to once you come to Christ, uh, once you get saved or whatever, that you would turn around and, and help those alongside of you or those who don't know Christ yet, that ministry is just kind of part of the, I mean, it's like, it's like uh, not to uh, diminish what I think the reality of conversion is, but yeah. it's like once you, once you taste the Kool-Aid of CrossFit, right. <laughs> you become a CrossFit evangelist. Yeah, yes. <laughs> and and like, kind of like everyone, everyone does, you know, they can't show up about CrossFit. Yep. And so, um, you know, there's a little bit of that same, you know, reality. But, yeah, um, I did feel a specific call, I think, to, yeah. to ministry um, in high school. 
uh, just enjoyed, um, enjoyed. I mean, I led some Bible studies, a prayer meeting in school and stuff, and just kind of enjoyed the leadership part of it. Um, so that's probably the big signpost along the way is the realization of, of uh, my need for rescue, basically. Sure. Um, now, yeah, thanks for what's what's interesting about Christianity is that um, you do not get saved and become like it's like going into cross. You don't walk into a CrossFit gym and become a level two certified CrossFit coach. <laughs> right. There's lots of growth that happens along sure. the way. And so, you know, there have been various <laughs> points um, along the way that have um, solidified my sure. faith, you could say, or. Um, really hard moments that have kind of um, deepened my faith, I guess. Sure. I don't know if we have time, you know, if you want me to go into all of those or not. I don't have time for all of them this morning, unfortunately. Yeah. Started late, but, but so what I'm um, hearing is that it's still been a, even though you had this conversion type event. Mm -hmm. Sure. And your faith really deepened or you decided that you wanted to pursue that. Right. Faith and that it's still been a, an evolution Mm -hmm. And you a train like you're training and becoming maybe, you know, a better or as good a Christian as you can be. Right. So you can then help others. So there's this with it. Yeah, there's a sense in which I mean, it's a uh, Martin Luther in his 95 theses. I mean, Luther is kind of the big Protestant reformer. Fifteen yep. hundreds. And he's got um, some good quotes. He has some good quotes. <laughs> Not Martin Luther King Jr. No, Martin Luther. <laughs> they both have some good <laughs> they both quotes. Have some good quotes. But anyway, he he talks about that the life of a Christian is one of repentance, and really, and this is a this is a <clears throat> where you can kind of see the similarity between coaching and many life skills. I remember Doug Larson in on um on Barbell Shrugged yeah. would talk about the importance of remaining a white belt, uh, like you yeah. know of where just realizing you don't really ever graduate yeah. from learning and so um <clears throat> i think there's i think that christianity can often get put in a bad light of those who feel like they elevate to black belt christian nah. kind of sort of thing sure. and i just don't think that's a reality we, yeah. we always are in desperately in need of grace and so right. so really um the conversion experience is this yes a huge watershed moment but then what you and I spent lots of years thinking I was climbing the belt rank in Christianity. Ah, sure. But one big signpost along the way was a book called Gospel Wakefulness by a guy named Jared Wilson that kind of began to realize that this gospel message of Jesus forgiving me of my sins is not a front door in, but is actually an ongoing experience in my life ah. of where um, staying humble, realizing I need help every day. Yeah. I need Jesus to rescue me every day. And so, yeah, that's growth in Christianity is a is a funny thing in that um, growth is is not becoming is 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 actually being more aware of all that you need help with, yeah. not getting to the place where you don't need any help. Does that make I sense? I love it. Yes, yeah. it's so many like just I don't know similarities to lots of sure. different. Areas of self-growth and whatnot, sure. like the white belt mentality. I love that. Mm -hmm. I've heard it called a beginner's mind. Yeah. Or the more we know, the less we know sometimes it oh, seems yeah. like. absolutely. But then again, like you said, the more we learn 
the more you learn about yourself, the more aware you are of other areas that mm-hmm. <laughs> you need improvement. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and well, yeah, that, I've seen that with my own sure. self growth where I'm like, oh man, I didn't even realize I I need to do even more work in this area to right. take my ego out of the equation and remain humble. Yeah. Like you said. And they talk about the more that you know, the more you realize all that you don't know. Yeah. You know, that the the smartest person is the room is the one who realizes how much they don't know. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, I had a mentor that used to say how did he put that? Something like the more the more I learn, the more I realize how little I, I don't know. I don't know blankety blank. <laughs> right. Basically. Right. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, there's been a lot of, of signposts along the way for me, but um you know, those are those are two huge ones of a realization of my need for Christ in the beginning. Sure. And then a realization of ongoing need for Christ. I mean, I think that we live in a very self sufficient America. Yeah. And so, um, that's a huge hurdle i think for a lot of us yeah is not only the front door into needing jesus to save me from my sins but then ongoing help of where this is a daily dependence that i have and so um you know those are i could talk a lot about i mom, like how you mom say dying, my kid getting her heart defect, yeah uh, darla's cancer all sorts of things along the way but yeah so what popped out to me there is that we have this self-sufficient, mm-hmm. you know, kind of mind frame yeah. in America a lot of times. Or just, I don't know, probably humanity, it's, it's right? Probably humanity. Yeah, but humanity. I mean, we, we, live, <clears throat> we live in a particularly indulgent society of, yeah. of self-sufficiency. But. but so before we before we even started talking this morning, we were talking about how, you know, I really lean on my physical fitness as a coping mechanism mm-hmm. right like even in so like during times of stress or you know whatever going on in my life loss i will i, I kind of treasure that time that hour to burn some stress off and forget about my worries for a while but yet the longer that's went on i mean it's still important for me but at one time, I would say that was kind of like my only solace or my main way of coping. And whereas now, mm-hmm. kind of what I think I heard from you is that I'm getting more there that I, in those times, it's better for me to be less self-sufficient, right? Like, instead of saying, oh, I'm going to fix these hard times by going oh. and exercising right. or, you know what what you know journal or meditate and these things that i do right instead gravitating more towards turning a lot of these things over to Mm -hmm. god or a higher power and like you mentioned some i did want to ask you about those events in your life because i've known you for a while and i know that you know what happened with your mom and then Mm -hmm. your family has had some health Mm -hmm. very hardships Right. right like at times when you were going through them i'm like I felt for you. Right. I probably Thanks. should have reached out more to you during those times. But mm-hmm. anyway, yeah, I share as much as you want about it. And plus, <laughs> are we out of time already? Yeah. 
but I do. I'd love to hear more about just like those times of hardship, mm-hmm. how leaning into your faith helped or if it like strengthened your faith even. Because those are the times that sometimes I think people and even myself in general would be like, why me? You know, why, why would you do this, sure. God? Or why would, you know, sure. this... There can't be a God I've heard people say when something, you know, they lose a loved one or right. something. Yeah. No, it's, that's definitely a very human reaction to suffering. Right. Um, well, good. But, and, and I wouldn't <clears throat> throw any shade upon anyone who felt that way because certainly I think everyone asks those questions from time to right. time of, you know, um, seems not fair or um, why me or questions like that are totally natural. As long as you don't live there, I think, is the, the key. Like, yes, I, I've had those thoughts, but then yeah. I try to well, I think learn from them. <clears throat> I think that, and this is where a conversation where you and I have had arguments before over. And so Uh-oh. another signpost along the way for me. Oh, wait, people like listening to arguments oh, on yeah. podcasts. <laughs> I, know, I know they love it. <laughs> uh, but one of the signposts along the way for me was was a real like I know I wouldn't call it a second conversion but a real like moment in my past where I realized that this Jesus thing was not just some um well I I really had an American Christianity and so mm-hmm. I thought of my walk with Jesus as really kind of a, an American thing you know I had you know, it was it was very now. It was very it was the thing to do at, at this moment. It seemed very real and and beneficial. It worked for me. You know, it, it was about being a good person and about um, trying to do the right thing and help others and you know live a certain quality of life. And I had kind of a, an awakening, an illumination to the idea that this wasn't just a belief that was convenient for me. But that might actually that is actually that not might, but that is actually true that that Jesus was a real dude that lived 2000 years ago who actually did rise from the dead. And so um, it that it, we're getting ready to celebrate Easter this weekend, which is a, in the Christian church celebrates Jesus resurrection from the dead. And so that we believe that not only is this just a um is this practical in its application, which I think that it is, but it's only practical in, in the reality that Christ really did raise from the dead and that there is an, an eternal life following this life. If you're not convinced of that, Christianity, I'd say at one level, is a terrible coping mechanism <laughs> because, because it encourages you to put a lot of your hope into the next life. And so you're willing, mm-hmm. you're able to suffer and say, um, you know, goodbye to to loved ones or you're you're willing to go through really hard sufferings in this life knowing that it's going to change the rest of your mortal life but you have a future hope and so that that conversion or that that that's not the right word but that signpost that change where i was switched from christianity as something that's beneficial for me here in the here and now to as something that is real and true and has eternal implications That really flipped the switch for me, I guess, yeah. such that suffering <clears throat> in this life is actually a guarantee for all of us because we live in a broken world. And so it, you're able to then put life under a larger narrative than just my own, Sure, I guess. Yeah. And so having that larger narrative 
uh, of what God is doing in the world, in the universe, and then seeing my life as a blip in that larger narrative, it has its place there, and you know, and it's very valuable to me and very important. But it is it is a blip in God's larger narrative that He's working, um, gives you some sort of foundation to suffer in this life and to go through hard things and not yeah. not <coughs> just lose your mind through it. <laughs> I guess. And, yeah, <laughs> and to do a just nourish a lot of good qualities if you ask me like being humble yeah i feel like you are a humble person thanks chris or i don't yeah humility you have humility and you well i could probably find you some others that say other things but you know, <laughs> well, I, we I all that. we don't always <laughs> act in accordance with our good qualities humility is a funny but, thing you know yeah i mean it just i don't know i mean you try to be but then there's also just things you have to make decisions on and you know you know this in leadership when you when you got to make a decision, you got to make a decision. Yes. You got to stick by it, and some oh people boy. just don't like that, no matter what. Yeah, just recently, <laughs> and you come across had that. Honestly, right? it seems like re when I say recently, yeah, every week there's kind of a new thing. We're just we've went through so many changes at TYL, with, yeah, and yeah, change mm -hmm. brings out the best or worst in people, I <laughs> yeah. suppose. Or and yeah, people aren't gonna agree all the time, and. But it's okay. So there's tons of things I could say, and and I, you know, um, there's this temptation to try to make um, your story into um, something more like profound. But I mean, yeah. I just I think um, that I just I see God's faithfulness in all sorts of smaller ways, um, you know, and and so yeah, I, I mean. That's cool. Through through all kinds of difficulties, so yeah, and it's produced my own little mission statement that we. I think we could talk about that because I think you have an interesting sure. mission statement and stuff like that. But that's enough for this morning. So you see a lot of instances of God's. What did you call it? Faithfulness. Yeah, mm -hmm. and like it reminds me of a saying from Einstein that he just said: "You can either look at life has is full of miracles." Mm -hmm. or it has none mm -hmm. right like meaning all there is so many little things that we don't even that we take sure. for granted that really are kind of like miracles or you know right. acts of god or mm -hmm. that it's god's plan however you want to look at sure. it and i just think that's a good way to it also applies to like if i look for signs of hope and kind of positive things in life i probably will find more but if i look for you know the shortcomings of others and right. how they you know don't agree with me or they're they're being mean to me or you'll find this plenty. you'll find plenty of that too <laughs> yeah that's for sure yeah but <laughs> that's for sure well anyway. just an encouragement then again from like last week to think about you know i think that there is benefit in going back over your own story and you know trying to figure out and see I mean, from my perspective as a Christian, evidences of God's grace throughout the way, um, you know, not that Chris wouldn't phrase it the same way, but I'm just saying that's that's the way that I view it, um, produces all sorts of interesting reflections and gratitudes and and ways to think, how can I, from my perspective, you know, <clears throat> I'm thinking, how can I uh, position my life in such a way to continue down the path of being able to say God has been faithful through all of these through these events and it still helps you direct you know where you want to go what you want your life to be about 
yeah. what you want your mission to be. It's like to have, it's, yeah. sounds like it's a good compass for you. Yeah. Moral compass, or maybe not moral compass, but just a compass if you're sure. headed in the direction of your, you know, your right. mission, so to speak, that you're headed in a good direction. Yep. Well, thanks for checking out this episode of Junto, wandering through Darren's uh, life a little bit. But uh, until next time. It was fun to hear about. Yeah, all right. Until next time. Keep clubbing. Keep clubbing.